Right. Right. Hello. Let me have a DBABC, please. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, at times it feels like I'm learning the same lessons over again and again. Yes. Past, present, future. In Ullapool. Yes, I felt cleansed by the air, the sea, the sand, the water, the wind. Is this a poem by Nigel? The School of Philadelphia or schooled in Philadelphia. Yo, yo, yo. Listen what this old head put down. It's some kind of new kind of sound. Morning, brother. Morning, sister. Looks like we got a right hot one today. Transformation is a-coming. I can see it bright as day. Morning, preacher. Morning, teacher. Let me help you with that door. Now, good people, gather round. Don't be shy. Use the floor. This town rocks and this town rolls and the walls ain't got no eyes for the devil to peek and see how we can be sister and brotherly. So put down that iron and take a knee. We dawn out something and it's peaceful and free. Looks like an angel and coos like a dove. Uh-huh, it's called love. Airplane your phones and look up your eyes. People are lonely, ain't no surprise. Here's the lesson, here's the truth. Good God is our savior and not your gold tooth. But who would have known and who would have said the brothers of Philly are ending up dead to the world of everlasting pain washed down in the gutters like rain? But I got a feeling that they want to change. So let's rearrange the stuff that what we watch and the stuff that we see. Let's pray on our knees before we go to bed. This is a city of brotherly love. Let's show we can do it and float like the dove. Far above the buildings, the streets and the parks, circling the town and laying down sparks. Gentle cuckoos to welcome the dawn. Light in your life can be a blessing. It gives darkness a rest from always messing. Come on up here and try confessing that you want to live and you want to change, transforming for you this home on the range. It can now happen and it can be done, but it ain't going to happen if you pick up that. So brothers and sisters and sinners and saints, I rest now before you with zero complaints. Our prayers have been spoken, our prayers have been clocked. This town it rolls, and this town it rocks.
heard the song Lessons by the band Ha Ha Tonka. Thank you, Mortimer. Mr. Ross, how are you this fine day? Good, Douglas. How you doing? Hey, Nigel. I'm doing tip-top. Chapter 21 on the docket for Today's reading, that is correct. 
Well, I've noticed that the central symbol, one of the central symbols, the fire, has shifted somewhat in the earlier parts of the book. Fire represented something so odiously destructive, painful, dangerous. Now it has a sense of healing about it, doesn't it, Mr. Ross? That's true. I didn't really think about that, but um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Whenever you're ready, Mr. Ross, yam on. Chapter 21 At the fire's edge, we three meld into one orb of humanity like as would a clutch of newborn kittens. Out of the misty shank of the evening floats the sound of a faint tattoo. Rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat-too-too-tat-too. Shh, listen up, boys. I hear drumming. Indeed, as the trio of deserters disperse further away from the licking, tickling flames of the dancing fire, the drumming grows closer and is laced with the thinnest, high-pitched, keening sound of a revolutionary fife. Good God Almighty, says Goodall. Three ragtag soldiers enter the fire circle of light, marching stationarily to the commands of the eldest, who holds aloft a battered, tattered, pockmarked flag. The old soldier barks out his commands. Company, halt! Company, parade rest! Company, at ease! He doffs his three-cornered hat and begins to speak. Allow me to introduce my own self and my faithful compatriots. The tall, thin, square-headed fellow to my far right, Fife Tickler Extraordinaire, is the Flying Dutchman, Mr. Spite and Dival. He understands our tongue, but don't speak a lick of it. He can play the bejesus out of that thin stick he's tucked into his breast pocket, and we call him the Spittin' Devil. The young, wispy chap to SP's immediate left who keeps perfect time on his tattered skins, or in other words, his drum, is Mr. Glenn Wood. As Glenn used to say before he caught mute, there are many songs within a song. Listen to them all. And I, good sirs, am Mr. Greystone. That's gray with an E, not Mr. Gray Stone with an A, though it must be admitted there are many shades of gray. Are there not, fellow patriots? Furthermore, what's the difference between A and E, huh, fellers? You give up? Well, that would be the B, the C, and the D, B, C, D, B, C, D, B, C, D. Now, Mr. Glenn Wood and I were born in the great Manahatta, but followed our dear friend Mr. Jasper Cropsey up the mighty, mighty Hudson in search of uh, Nirvana. Take no fright, we ain't here to rat you out or call you chicken shit, but only to come to lounge in the healing, heating circle of your conflagration. We seen the fires glow from a far piece out, and I said to the men here, the bush will not be consumed. The burning bush will not be consumed. You, in your infinite wisdom, created a fire that stood many feet tall, a flaming buttress licking the underbelly of night, oh my. Now, 
If you don't mind, we three'd like to rest our weary bones. Rest and rejuvenation are deathly important, are they not? Once you have slung and sung the hills and spills of hard water, am I right, good all? This here three-cornered hat sits atop the head of one who had his heart shot out. Looky here. If I draw back the curtain of my coat and stand to front the fire, what do you see but the fire's bright light through a hole where my heart used to be? Curses on the red cut that did it. Sent a flaming musket ball through the air to smash out the interior pumping organ that used to reside in my chest. Oh man, how can I tell you that within a day I up and forgave him the flouncing red cut and shot me down. This little fellow right here, Mr. Glenn Wood, was quick enough to catch the flag before it hit the ground. But weren't it but much more than a minute, eh, Glenn, before the same devilish cockatrice of a marksman who cut me down sent a flaming ball of steel through the air? And turn around, Glenn, and drilled a hole in the back of this poor young feller that stole his youth and breath away. Ah, little drummer boy who keeps perfect time fell to the ground beside me and wouldn't you know the same evil retcut? Then sent a musket ball hurtling through time, space, and happenstance delivered its dark dilapidation of death to our lanky Dutch friend, Mr. Spitendivel, collapsing his lungs in the process so all as he can get out of his gaping maw is enough air to fill the air with billowy steam. Mr. Glenn Wood hath seen so much hard water that he who used to spit rhymes for dimes now can't get out a full sentence without a staccato stutter. Ask the young feller where he's from originally, and it'll, and it'll take a few minutes of your time for him to get out of Manhattan. God bless the lad, Mr. Glenwood. If you'd be so kind as to bathe us in a bar or two, we would most appreciate it. The young drummer stands three paces apart from the fire and begins to sing. Sometimes I walk through this world Lost and lonely But I don't stop walking Sometimes I go left when I should have gone right. But that's all right. Ain't like I don't stop moving. We thank you, Mr. Glenwood and other Mel Tillis once we get back home to the Hudson Valley. I'll see to it that that voice won't go to waste. Yes, sir. We've been on the lonesome go for some time now, and we recognize you three for what you are, fellow patriots who just couldn't take it anymore. We don't blame you, cousins. Believe you me, we three have fell our foots all around this great land, and one thing we can say is true. From where the moon now stands, we shall fight no more forever. Conversely, in the Atlantic meridian hours, from where the sun now stands, we shall fight no more forever. Now, what we have been blessed with and what keeps us from throwing in the towel completely and utterly forever is our music, to wit. They say December follows November. Is that right? The leaves fly, the snow flies, and then they come round again. Is that right? I follow you into the darkness. 
until we reach the budding light. Or something of that nature. Now, what I mean to tell you is that Mr. Glenwood carries on his back a handy-dandy chicken shack with houses. Which houses? How'd you guess? A cantankerous Rhode Island red by the name of Henrietta. And this here hen lays eggs pretty much on demand. And what I, Mr. Greystone, submit to you all is that we take this time to crack an eggshell or two or three or four and make ourselves a one-eyed Pete. Sound good to you, boys? Most certainly. Mr. Spiten Dival is the master chef of Dutch brown bread. Ain't that right, Mr. Spiten? Ik leer te voeren servetten neer op de vla hoek. Uh-huh. That's all the jack stretch of a man ever says. Translation, I learned to fold napkins down at the custard corner. So be it. All of us earthlings can deal with a bit of Dutch precision as far as I'm concerned. So what I do here is slap some duck grease down into the skillet Kansas City face style and take a hank of that brown bread and carve a hole in its very center and lay it down in the skillet and fry both sides to a crisp. Then crack an egg and let that yellow yolk hang and drop into the center of that brown bread's bullseye. That brown bread's bullseye and what you got, compatriots, is the makings of what we like to call a one-eyed peat. Multiply the process, because it is a process, gentlemen, by six, and we all have a delightful delicacy to stuff inside our gaping maws. And it is in this process of recrudescent gustation that we find ourselves forgetting, however briefly, the hard water we done almost drowned ourselves in, in the odious, zip-zapping, holy hell of battles we done lived through. Some say life is a carnival. Well, that may be true, but there are many shades of gray. That's with an E, not an A. The trick is to figure out one's particular shade of gray. One edge goes to white and the other goes to black. So there you got your parameters, one side white and the other side black, and the trick is to place your push pin in between the two poles where you think yourself sit. In other words, let's replace the two white and black poles with goodness and badness or guilt and innocence. You follow me, pilgrims? On the scale of good to bad, where do you sit? On the scale of guilt and innocence, where do you sit? Very rarely are we flat up to find by only one of them poles... There are degrees, gentlemen, degrees of goodness and badness, guilt and innocence in white and black. Things very rarely are all white or all black, you follow? So even though you might have done something bad, and by the looks of you, I reckon you ain't fancy free from dealing out death and mamery. But the point is, just because you did something bad don't mean you're all bad. There's parts of you within your soul that are good, and those parts will rise up eventually if you learn to let go of the guilt and the overwhelming consternation. But the questions are, how do we face it, how do we trace it, and how do we erase it? By golly, it ain't easy, is it, man? Indeed, as my mama used to say, God rest her soul. Life ain't always going to hand you a bowl of cherries, amen to that. But you done bad, you killed, you maimed, let's face it. For the truth is, until you face it, you can't trace it. Until you trace it, you can't erase it. You follow? I met the great persuader and his wife at the Valley of the Forge. The great persuader asked me where my musket were. I told him, Sir, I, Mr. Greystone, that's with an E, sir, 
have chosen not to carry an instrument of death, no muzzle loader will these hands hoist and hold. I do so, sir, however, carry the flag. Tattered as it is, it embodies all I believe and hope for for this young nation. Peace, health, and happiness for every man and his family is possible in America. But it ain't. It ain't. Until we put down our guns that peace can thrive and prosper. Understood, Mr. Gray, replied the great persuader. I thank you for your service and thank you for reminding me that peace on earth is not free. In the meantime, my wife has something fine for your feet. Then the great woman, Ms. Martha Custis Washington, stepped forward and plied me with a few humdingers. Are your daily rations adequate, Mr. Stone? Yes, ma'am. Are you and the men receiving enough molasses? Yes, ma'am. Enough hardtack? Yes, ma'am. Enough cider and spruce beer? Yes, ma'am. Good, said the gray woman. I would not want you to freeze to death. And she handed me a pair of thick wool socks with a V for victory sewn in them. I bowed appropriately and thanked the good woman. As you can see, I wear these socks to this day. And I still carry this flag tattered as it is. All right, who's ready for a one-eyed Pete? Mr. Glenwood, if you would be so kind as to dish up the grub on those pewter plates we done carry, I'd be much obliged. One more suggestion, man. Allow me to sprinkle a pinch of salt and a dash of pepper on top of your one-eyed Pete. Before you dig in, I got a surprise ingredient. It brings the whole shebang to a different level. Any guesses? Worcestershire? Good guess, but no. Catsup? No, sir. Kickapoo juice. Think trees. Think the green mountains. Maple syrup. Bullseye. A dollop of maple syrup complimented the green mountain maples, and let me tell you, when you dig in, your bicuspids and the very essence of your tongues are going to rejoice at the perfect combination of savory and sweet. And I'll make one more suggestion. Take your hank of bacon and dip it into the yellow yolk of steaming egg and take a bite of that. If that don't float your boat, then I got no hope for you. That's it. Dip it in and break the yolk's protective shield. Now bring it to your pie hole and stuff her in. Well, I can tell by your faces that that combination of drippy warm egg laced with salt, pepper, and the secret maple syrup sauce has taken you to a new height in your history of gustatory pleasure. It is my hope, and I say this with all sincerity, that you will allow yourselves to find comfort and enjoyment and satisfaction in the simple pleasures of life, such as the savoring of the one-eyed peat before you. Furthermore, Allow me to remind you that what you've done is not what defines you from here to eternity. Conversely, what you did not do does not define the essence of your soul. There are, indeed, no limits to progress, my friends. We can all become better people. But let me stress that if you do want to march through the holy gates with God's good blessings, then you better believe it's got to be sacred. That tiny wisp of life and that minuscule bug making its way across that pine limb is sacred. 
that healing heat brought on and delivered by that burning bush is sacred. Your thoughts and your deeds do matter, my friends. Time to lose the mantle of guilt and get on with your life. Mind you, keep your socks darned, your powder dry, and your eyes upon the prize. I have faith that in good time the burden of guilt that weighs you down will drop and fall away into the bottomless nothingness of time immemorial. With these thoughts in mind, I'd like to ask my compatriot, Mr. Glenn Wood, to lead us out with song. Mr. Wood, the stage is yours, my friend. Proceed. Indefinitely, let your dulcet tones wash over us from here to Pataskala. The three musicians shove off, single file, into the dawning obeyed. Mr. Greystone holds his flag aloft. Mr. Spiten Dival purses his Dutch lips and spits empty air through the stops of his fife. And the young drummer, Mr. Glenwood, holds his sticks aloft and croons. Sometimes I walk through this world Lost and lonely But I don't stop walking Sometimes I go left When I should have gone right But that's all right Ain't like I don't stop moving. To the rising sun. We three polish off our one-eyed peats, lick the eggy remnants from the polished pewter plates, and return our collective gaze to the fire's orange and dancing glow. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia, amen. End of chapter 21. Mama Page signing off in honor of Douglas Day. We'll be ending with a song by Mr. Francis Dunnery entitled The Way Things Are. Until next time, from all of us at Booksmart, peace. <laughs>